Hi everyone, he posted again, but before I play the little intro and get into it, I wanted to let you know that we are live at unerasable.com. Sean, I can't thank you enough. He was so sweet. Apparently, as soon as we worked out the first session and I called it unerasable, he went out and reserved the domain for unerasable.com. Wasn't that super awesome of him? He called it an extra late birthday present since my birthday was back in January. So now you can email me or go there. I'm trying to keep notes there on the numbers and other things to help Mr. Doe remember. So go check it out after you listen to help me out. Thanks. If you're just joining us, I don't know what to say except start from the beginning. This isn't your typical podcast. My name is Lily McHale. I was volunteering in the psych unit at Jefferson when I met a patient there named Mr. Doe, which isn't his real name because he doesn't remember it. I can't say I really understand what's going on, but I wanted to help. He was kind and smart and seemed like he wasn't getting the help he needed, and I thought someone out there might be able to help him. I set this up so he can connect with the world. His recordings automatically upload to my Dropbox, and then I add music and make it sound like a real podcast. And while I'm really excited, the point is that he needs help. His memory is messed up, and someone out there knows him. If you know anything that could help, please email me at lilymikhail at gmail.com. Hello. I hope you're listening because I found something. More than one thing, actually. Shit, where, where do I even start? Do you ever think of a dream you had? Like a shard of subconscious crossover, but the moment you try to rebuild it, to remember more, you can't. Can't actually remember anything about the dream, but you know you had something. Fractions of a second earlier, you were holding it, but you missed it because your brain or your focus was too slow. And then it's gone. It's like the feeling of remembering without the actual memory. Memory's funny like that. Details can go, but the feelings almost grow stronger, like a blind man's sense of hearing. I dream all the time. Then my brain wakes me up, desperately trying to grab it and hold it and pull it into my consciousness before it dissolves away. Usually I'm left with nothing, but I've had this one dream multiple times now, so it's, it's starting to stick. I still can't tell if they're normal dreams or something more. How can you tell normal if you don't remember what normal is? The doctors told me that my memories may come back through my dreams, and I hope that's what this was. There was beauty and elation and love. I was in some type of, of garden, maybe a greenhouse or a conservatory. I, lush, verdant energy, just green everywhere, dappled with colors and 
The air was fresh and sweet from all the flowers. There were fruits and birds and people. A man, an older man with a beard and as jolly as Santa Claus. I hope it comes again. I hope it was memories. That it's out there waiting for me and not just some magical fantasy of my subconscious. The dream left me as it often does, as they all do. The symbol, lines and dots, a capital letter A with three dots across the top, in a circle. And as always, 287-3266. When I wake up, that's what's left, like ashes from a fire. 287-3266. The number I said felt more important, more significant than the others. Back when I was Googling a bunch of the numbers, I found a website, 287-3266.com. I think I mentioned it last time, but I don't really remember. Anyway, it's just a nothing landing page, but it always comforted me. I know that sounds stupid, but I don't know. It, It was so comforting that... I found myself returning to it over and over again. I just sort of wanted to be near it, and I I just stare at the screen, not really looking at it, but I don't know, it, it would give me a chance to think through everything. And just this morning, for the first time, I realized there's more to it. All I had to do was scroll down. It began just below where the page was cut off to fit the screen, as if... It was designed to be ignored, intentioned to be ignored. From there, it went on and on. Plain text, but familiar words. Chinese philosophy? Talk of the Tao, of flowing like water and valuing what was unseen and what was untold over that which is. The heavy is the root of the light. The unmoved is the source of all movement. I knew the words. I don't know how I know them, but I did. If I closed my eyes, I could finish the sentences. There's a calmness and simplicity and a fulfillment in them. (laughs) The irony wasn't lost on me as I sat in a library reading. The paradox that these words and the dreams of simplicity and beauty and peace and stillness were framed in this new world just outside the library walls. The city is still charged in conflict and division and aggression and turmoil. This past election and and the new administration, it's like we've lost any sense of camaraderie. Patriotism has gone from connecting us to dividing us. It's been weeks since the inauguration and there doesn't seem to be any signs of us coming together. Our country is in some kind of identity crisis, an existential adolescence. Has there ever been a better time to explore alternatives? To question things? To look at our lives more critically? Not just politics and government, but each of us as individuals to seek more, better. I'm hoping that's where this yellow brick road leads. 
So anyway, I sat in the library reading and reading as it scrolled and scrolled, and there, not much bigger than a letter, at the very bottom of the long text-filled page was the symbol. The A with three dots on top wrapped in a circle. Go on, check it out. Down at the bottom there, it, it's small, almost tiny, but it's an anomaly on the otherwise generic nothing page of text. For a solid minute or two, I just stared at it in disbelief. It's exactly what I had seen in my broken dreams, in my broken head. I just sat there on the page as if staring back, welcoming me, screaming its implications in its silence. Do you understand what this means? There is more. I'm not crazy. The memories, the numbers, my wife. There's more to it. I didn't make this up. Screw the doctors and their diagnoses of delusions. I had been handed my red pill. Finally. My mind has been on such a roller coaster ever since the incident, and I was almost afraid to try, but I couldn't not. The thing is, I don't know if I can take much more of this, but I need answers. I clicked on it, and it brought up a login page that required a password. I didn't know what to do at first, but all I had to do was let my fingers type. Eighteen digits, all numbers. I had no idea what to expect. No idea what was behind this little gate, but lost in the infinite microseconds that passed between entering the password and waiting for the page to load, my expectations had spun so wildly out of control. I had flashes of, of peace and calm and contentment, but also of, of screams and injections and restraints. Flashes of her at the lake. And then it was over. The new page was some kind of directory. Two folders. They read active and expired. There were 327 files in the expired folder and two in the active folder. The two files in the active folder were labeled 2599 and 5377422. Yeah, exactly. Two of the numbers that have been bouncing around my head. I sent them both to the printer. It was more than I thought it'd be, and it took so long, but I waited. And then I grabbed it and I dashed out of the library. The folders are like personal profiles. Each one is for a different person. In, in this case, each folder was for a different woman. One in her late 20s, the other late 30s. There's so many documents in each one. Facebook profiles, photos, employee records, search histories. I'm no hacker, but whoever gathered this stuff clearly knows what they're doing. The one labeled 2599 is for Alex, with a Y, Lambros. And the most interesting thing in her file is a symbol very similar to the one I keep dreaming about. 
similar to the one I clicked on to get to this little directory. Three dots, except each one has a line extending out from it, all within a circle, and the letters O-B-O-D. I googled it and was able to find it pretty easily. The symbol is an Awen, which is apparently a popular symbol related to druids. I thought I'd find my symbol with the A, but no such luck. Anyway, O-B-O-D apparently is the order for bards, oviates, and druids. And that led me to druidry.org. Here, I, I saved it on my phone. It says, Druidry is a vital and dynamic nature spirituality. And Obod, or O-B-O-D, it seems, is the community of people around the world that follow the spirituality. It sounds familiar, I guess. Like, tangential, but not directly hitting any memories. But best of all, they have a calendar for local chapters, and there's one right here in Philadelphia that's meeting up next week. So, it's risky, but how could I not, right? Maybe you should go No. What am I saying? That'd be way too risky. We can't meet yet. Not in person. I'll check it out, and I'll let you know. The downside, and it's a big one, is that I've scoured police reports. I've searched everywhere I can think of to find information on my wife. And I found nothing. Zero. No one knows anything about it. I just... I don't understand. How does a woman get murdered without it showing up anywhere in the news or social media or police records? What happened to her? Why won't anyone tell me anything? It's insane. It's fucking scary. That's what it is. It's a reminder of their pull. Their connectedness to everything. Their tentacles pulling the levers everywhere. There's no hiding from it. I remember more about the park that morning. There, there were people there. I, I remember the suits. I couldn't get away. I saw them across the park. Whatever they did to me made me too weak to run, and she was... Wait, no. She... They were... Damn it. I lost it. This is how my memory works sometimes. I get so close, and then... Now I go to bed every night with tin cans strewn around in case someone is headed towards me. I've got four escape routes mapped out in my mind and my head's on a swivel every time I leave the building. I think I've identified all the street cams and security cameras in a three block radius, but I still see the suits. It's only a matter of time. I'm going to have to relocate soon. It's just, it's just not good for me to stay in the same place for so long. Especially since I, I slipped up two days ago. But at this point, at least, it was worth it. Not that I understand it all. I was jotting down numbers, trying to make sense of everything. This time it was 116400. I thought it seemed like a, a street address from a business complex or something, but I was wrong. Go ahead, Google it. 116400. See it? 
the fuck, right? I wrote it off the first time too, but it's hard to explain when you lose your memory and you have to trust your gut on if something is reminiscent or not. It's almost like deja vu. You're not sure if it's real or just your mind messing with you. 116400. The Rolex Milgauss watch. Pretty much nothing else shows up on Google. Now remember when the woman at the coffee shop touched me and it felt like she gave me some kind of happiness energy. It's played on my mind. I've had lots of thoughts since then about energy and happiness and I don't know, druid-like stuff, I guess, but more sciency. It's like the Force. You know, like Star Wars. You know what I mean. Anyway, if you read about the Milgauss watch, its claim to fame is that it was invented for scientists in the 50s that were exposed to higher magnetic fields. Ordinary mechanical watches are affected by magnetic fields of 50 to 100 Gauss, I guess. But the Rolex Milgauss is magnetically shielded up to 1,000 Gauss. Mil is French for 1,000. So, like I said, weird deja vu memory feeling. It just so happens that Philadelphia has a well-established jewelry section of town, but only one shop is a certified Rolex retailer. I, I sure don't look like a Rolex customer, but I wasn't going to let that get in my way. It was the middle of the day when I went down there, so it was pretty quiet. I suppose those buying expensive jewelry need to work to afford it. Jewelers Row is about a dozen different little shops on a cute brick-lined section of Sansom Street. When I walked in, a younger man in a tight-fitting suit quickly approached me with the obvious intention of shuffling me out, but I just carried on like I had a million bucks in my pocket. I told him I wanted to look at some watches, and as he fumbled over the polite-ish way to tell me to get lost, a second man came out from the back. He was all lit up. He recognized me, and he treated me like royalty while rambling on about how he wished I had come in because they had some newer models that I might have preferred. I just nodded and let him keep talking. When he said that it wasn't exactly rare for a person to own three Rolexes, I about choked. But he continued that to own three of the exact same watch, well, you know, that was just silly. So who was the lucky watch owner this time? I I tried my best to play along and, and said my father. He said that made sense and rattled off some quote about how we take care of ourselves first and our family second. And he tapped some keys on the computer and reached under the counter and slid a perfectly wrapped box to me, handed me a receipt and continued to make small talk about having a great afternoon and come back any time, yada yada. I was in shock. I asked him if if that was it, and he said yes, paid in full online. The receipt says $7,600 plus tax, and it was made out to Nick Queen, not Mr. Allen. I don't know if that's progress or not, because that doesn't feel right either. So now I'm a guy with two names, three if you count Lily still calling me Mr. Doe, and none of them fit right. I would have asked more questions, but I had been in there too long. I just kept picturing the suits flying through the doors any second. The whole exchange was only about 15 minutes, and I, I left there and, and was just sort of in stunned silence. I tried to shield my face from the cameras, but I realized how many of them were in there, that 
I had missed. I ran several blocks as soon as I got outside, weaving through streets until I found a spot that seemed safe. And the really fucked up thing is that now I'm a homeless guy with a Rolex. I mean, I could use the $7,600. Why would I have this absurd watch? Don't tell me I'm an investment banker, or I was. Maybe the reason I lost my memory is because I'm a scientist from the 1950s that's been sent into the future. That's a joke. You think I was stupid to risk it, don't you? Expose myself, put myself out there with the security cameras and all? Yeah, I know, you're, you're probably right. All for some fancy watch that I don't need. Could have been a trap. It, it might still be. I needed answers, and if this has anything to do with my old life, I just hope it's more than a reminder that I had expensive taste. So what now? Well, I go back to wrestling with the fragments of memories playing pinball in my mind. 116400 is off the list, I guess. Alex2599 seems like a good lead to follow, especially with the Druid meeting next week. So I'll, uh... I'll let you know how it goes. That's all he recorded. I never know when he's going to record again, but I set it up so you can subscribe to get it whenever he does. In the meantime, I want to help get the word out for Mr. Doe as much as possible, so I'm on all the normal social media channels. Please help us spread the word on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram with the hashtag Unerasable. He's got friends and family out there somewhere, and with all of us working together, we've got to be able to help him. Also. I'm actually spending a lot of time matching the music and doing these little intros and stuff, so I'd love to hear what you think. If you feel inspired to write a review, that'd be really great. It may not exactly help Mr. Doe, but it'll keep me inspired. I'm trying my best to make it sound like a real podcast and keep everybody interested. And as always, if you know anything that might help, email me at lilymikhail at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website now too at unerasable.com. Thanks, and see you next time.